You're listening to Discovering Multifamily, where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication. And now your hosts, former NFL fullback Brian Leonard and Anthony Scandariato. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Discovering Multifamily podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Scandariato, here with Red Knight Properties. And boy, do we have a packed show here today. This is episode 236 of Discovering Multifamily, and we have Tim Lyons. Uh, some of you may recognize him. He is a uh, podcast co- he, He's also a podcast host, which we could talk about, the Passive Income Brothers with his brother, Greg. Um, he's got a, a lot of moving pieces in his life, uh, but the primary, the primary one is he's a co-founder and managing partner of Cityside Capital. Uh, he's also a registered broker-dealer uh, based out of New York City. So we're going to talk about how he was able to raise capital and still able to raise capital for uh, different multifamily uh, passive income opportunities. And uh, he's also a 18-year-plus veteran of the New York City Fire Department. So hats off to him. And uh, is currently a lieutenant in the Queensboro, also where a lot of my family is from. We were talking about that before. But uh, Tim has a really interesting story in terms of how he started Cityside Capital. He's also got a book uh, co-authored with uh, Rob Helms with Real Estate Guys, uh, many of you should be familiar with, um, and, and um, you know, Kyle Wilson as well. And, you know, he'll talk about that a little bit. And uh, he's got three little girls, so he's you know, always trying to build his income stream and primarily through uh, multifamily and um, some other real estate asset classes, right? Self-storage, some industrial. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about how he got started and uh, with a three-unit property and, you know, over 6,000 plus units today. So thank you so much for coming on, Tim. Anthony, I mean, that that intro was uh, amazing. Uh, it's hard to believe that we're talking about me, but thank you so much for for bringing me on the show. Awesome. Well, tell us about you then. Did I do justice with the intro? Um, I guess you did. I mean, it's uh, it's it's the facts, right? I mean, um, but I do. I still have to pinch myself every once in a while that I'm I'm sitting in this chair and I'm having a podcast with you talking about these types of topics. Um, awesome. So. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, I was the, I was the regular Joe, right? I was Tim, the ER nurse, Tim, the firefighter. Uh, been doing that for, you know, the firefighting at least for a little over 18 years. I was an ER nurse, um, you know, in different capacities for about nine and a half, almost 10 years. Um, and things were great, right? Two vacations a year, maxed out to 457, you know, um, retirement plan at the firehouse. You know, I uh, had two jobs that I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, and, you know, what was, you know, people always ask me, like, well, w- what was wrong? Like, wh- why wasn't that good enough? And um, it's hard to say, but, you know, I, I felt like I was I was I was destined to do something bigger, better. Uh, I wanted to be doing have more. But primarily, Anthony, I was trading my time for money and I started to feel it. My wife started to feel it. You know, I was never a stranger to overtime or an extra shift in the hospital. Like I did whatever it took, um, but it was at the expense of my my three beautiful little girls, 12, 10, and four, um, and 12, nine, and four, I should say. And, um, you know, so that's where I really, you know, I started to get educated about money, about finances, about real estate, about taxes. And I realized that I was on the wrong side of the equation and I wanted to position myself on the right side of the equation, which is when I got th- started with my uh, with my three family property. Now, where is that three family property? So that was in the Westville section of New Haven, because I looked high and low around, you know, New York, um, 
even like the five counties surrounding New York City. Um, and it was really hard to find a property that would was cash flow positive that I could get good debt on um, in a neighborhood that I would actually like to invest in, not be forced to, uh, you know, just to be cash flow positive. Um, so I had to expand my reach, right? I mean, I had to expand, you know, into other places. And I did that property with a friend of mine who lived up there. And, um, you know, so I had boots on the ground. I had familiarity with him. You know, we were, you know, we had never done this before. So we were nervous. That's why the three family made sense to us instead of the single family. Uh, but most of all, I needed that proof of concept that this whole thing worked because, you know, Anthony, I don't know about you, but as a New Yorker, you know, I have this like lens through which I look at things of like everybody's guilty until proven innocent, that nothing's as easy as, it's, as it seems. Right. And I needed to be the landlord. I needed to know what it was like to have the grass that needs to be cut or the snow that needs to be removed or the guy that doesn't pay the rent on time. I needed to have that uh, experience so that I could build um, my confidence and, you know, my portfolio in the process. Yeah. Cause it's a three unit property, which I'm assuming you were the manager. Is, is that what you're saying? Yeah. So my friend and I, Craig, we, we both self-managed, um, you know, and we learned on the fly, right? I mean, we were, I was educating at a furious pace. I mean, multiple podcasts per day, you know, audible books, reading books, you know, subscribing to masterminds, webinars. I mean, like that's all I did. I didn't even realize that there was a top 40 chart for the, for the music anymore because like I didn't listen to the radio for, I don't know, two years. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, that's kind of how I got my start. I just really dove in. Um, what I found was that, you know, uh, as I was selling my wife on, you know, all this, because she, you know, listen, she trusts me with finances and she knows that when I put my head down and I start working towards something that I'm going to make it happen. Um, but it wasn't as passive as I thought. It wasn't as passive, nearly as passive as she thought. Uh, and I bought myself a third job, right? Um so now I'm a New York City firefighter. I'm an ER nurse at a level one trauma center. I got three little girls uh, who were really little at the time. And, um, you know, my wife's like, what's what's up with this passive income? Like, I thought it was going to be like, uh, you know, set it and forget it. And uh, that's when I realized that, um, you know, I wasn't going to go buy 30 of those types of properties and self-manage because I hated it, to be quite honest. And I needed to find something different. No, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, a, lot, a lot of new investors get a little overwhelmed slash burnt out when they're buying three, you know, three, four unit properties, even two unit properties at a time, even if they can amass 20 of them, it's great, but it's the management that kills you. And then, you know, you try to outsource management and, you know, for those types of properties in our area, cause I'm in, you know, my listeners know I'm in the New York Metro as well. Property management companies want 10 to 15% of your gross income. Right. So it really eats up the cash flow. So it's like, kind of have to do it myself to make it work. Um, okay, so you realize you learn quickly, which is great. Um, so where did you go from there, from the three unit? Where did I go from there? So during this process, I... Um... Let me back up a little bit. Before I bought that three family, I joined a uh, a mastermind that is uh, like an educational platform for multifamily. And that's where I was getting a lot of my uh, education, my contacts, my um, information from, you know, uh, and it was it was tremendous. It was a tremendous uh, asset and resource. Um, so during that process, I had a coach within that platform. And my coach was doing a 43 unit deal in uh, Pennsylvania. 
And he gave me the opportunity of a lifetime to join him. Um, it was a, called a real estate syndication or multifamily syndication, which I didn't really know a whole lot about. I never done one. I was never an LP at that point. Um, so to have a front row seat behind, you know, due diligence and debt financing and raising capital and uh, all that stuff. I mean, it was it was an incredible, incredible opportunity, uh, which I'll be forever grateful for. Um, so I was able to become a general partner, uh, albeit a, a very small uh, minority general partner in a 43 unit in York, Pennsylvania, uh, that is still printing money to this day. And um, that really gave me... Um, it, it made my eyes wide open, right, to the to the endless possibilities to what could happen. Um, and I really realized that multifamily was a team sport. And, you know, you didn't have to do everything by yourself. You didn't have to self-manage. You didn't have to be the chief cook and bottle washer, uh, right? So, you're like, you know, I had to figure out where I was going to play on the team. Um, I wasn't uprooting my family. I wasn't going to leave my career yet as a firefighter to go to a sexy location like Phoenix or Austin or Sarasota or, you know, Raleigh Durham or something like that. Uh, just wasn't there. So I wasn't going to be boots on the ground. Uh, I was just learning underwriting, right? So I wasn't going to be the, the lead underwriter for any kind of deal anytime soon. Um, I can't swing a hammer, right? Even though I'm a New York City firefighter, I should be able to be good with tools. And I am, you know, when I have to be, but, you know, but like sheetrock and roofing, like that's not my changing out a toilet, no way. Like there's zero chance I'm going to even attempt that, right? So, um, but capital raising, when I when I came around to that, you know, my coach had said to me, you know, Tim, do you want to give uh, capital raising a shot for this deal? <clears throat> and I'm like, Chris, I'm like, do not count on me, right? Do not count on my brother. Don't count on me. Like, we'll do our best. I mean, I don't know if I can raise 50 cents or 50,000. I have no idea. And uh, he just kind of coached me along. He's like, yeah, this is what you do. And this is how I do it. And, you know, we're going to have a webinar. We're going to have, you know, this this uh, investor summary. And it's going to be a PDF. And, you know, and, um, you know, he, he obviously schooled me on, you know, we did a 506B. Uh, so we get, we could only have, you know, up to 35 non-accredited folks in the deal and what that meant and how to talk to people. So it was an amazing, an amazing uh, opportunity. And we ended up raising 150000 for that first deal. And I was blown away that people in my network, my friends, family, colleagues, you know, college roommates, you know, those are the people I was talking to. And they were, they had an interest. And, you know, a couple of people pulled the trigger, right? And I couldn't believe it. And, you know, um, I thought, hey, I can build a business around this. I mean, this could be, you know, because a lot of people told me, uh, Anthony, they said, well, listen, Tim, you know, we know you as Tim the fireman, Tim the ER nurse. You know, we don't know you as really Tim the, you know, multifamily syndicator, you know, raising, you know, millions of dollars for deals. Like, let's see how this first one goes. And don't forget, this was um, this was August of 2020, right? So we're locked down, you know, mm -hmm. um, nobody's going to work or school or anything like that. COVID is uh, rampant and we don't even know that much about it. And I'm trying to, you know, invest money for real estate. Uh, there's a cancel rent movement, right, on the national news every night. Um, so it was challenging, but I, I saw the opportunity. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, great time to get started really on a bigger scale as well in, in this business. So, all right. So three units to 43 units with the, with your partners because you had a partner on each of these deals, which, oh, which yeah. is good. Um, and you were able, I love that you're able to use your broker-dealer uh, registration, you know, obviously hey, your licensed broker dealer um, to try to figure out how to turn the syndication business into something that you can, you know, pull resources, most of the capital together uh, for different 
uh, real estate opportunities now. And that's, I'm assuming that's what you're doing moving forward ever since. Uh, pr- uh, precisely. Right. So we okay. did, um, I did three deals before I was uh, affiliated with a broker dealer and that was all, you know, with people who were, you know, in my, you know, uh, education mastermind, uh, type of stuff. Right. So, um, we all just decided to work together. Right. And, <clears throat> you know, that team aspect for commercial real estate, really, it, it's no joke. Right. And, um, and people gave me, you know, they gave me a lot of opportunities to, to jump into this world uh, without really having, uh, you know, a, a degree in, say, finance or, you know, uh, management or anything like that. Or So um, so we did three deals like that. Uh, and then we said, you know what, we really want to focus on capital raising. Uh, this is my brother and I, uh, you know, we started Cityside Capital and we said, you know, wh- where are we going to have the most value? Are we going to do our own deals? Are we going to, you know... Um, you know, uh, do it ourselves as a multifamily, as a self-storage, you know, where do we want to focus, right? Because uh, everyone was saying, you know, you need to niche down, niche down until it hurts, right? Uh, so we said, you know, we, re- we really kind of like capital raising. We're from the New York City area, right? Um, we feel like we know a lot of people with money. I mean, um, people who we wanted to serve, really, like, hey, look, like we have this thing, you know, like, and we have these opportunities. So, um Right about then, you know, it was where we dove into the capital raising space. And we found out that like a lot of people raise capital the wrong way, right? They try to just raise capital for well, they tried to speed date sponsors and raise capital and get into deals that way and kind of move on. And that's really considered fraud, right? It's securities fraud because you're selling a security without a license. Because you you know when you do a five hundred six B or a five hundred six C deal, you have to have what's called a material participation in that project, right? You can't just raise capital, even though that's a needed piece. You can't just raise capital for a deal. Uh, you have to be involved in the due diligence or the asset management, mm-hmm. the property management, the underwriting, the marketing, the uh, investor relations, whatever it might be. You have to have more than just you know sending out the emails. So when Greg and I heard that, we, you know, we wanted to sleep well at night. We didn't want the, you know, authorities kicking down our door at 3 a.m. and leading us out in handcuffs. That wasn't the idea behind, you know, getting into real estate. So uh, we got connected to a broker dealer that focused specifically on commercial assets like multifamily, like self-storage, like industrial triple net leases uh, across the U.S. with, you know, highly vetted and qualified operators, uh, which meant that we would have, we would have, you know, constant deal flow uh, from which, you know, Greg and I could look at the deals. Do we like it? Do we not like it? Are we going to pass? Are we going to work this deal? And, you know, we have a compliance officer and we have, you know, uh, a legal team and we have an underwriting, uh, you know, department. And, you know, we have a broker dealer that has been doing, you know, Wall Street capital type allocations for his entire career. Like it was it was almost like a too good to be true opportunity. So that's what we did. We ended up getting um, our Series 82 and our Series 63 licenses. Uh, we hung them with a broker dealer, which is based out of New York City. And um, now we work with, you know, 10 operators across the U.S. in all three of those asset uh, categories that we uh, spoke about. Um, And it's been incredible. So that's an awesome story. So I really love how you found your your niche in terms of the role that you would play as part of the general partnership of these real estate deals. I think that's awesome, you and your brother. Um, So let's talk about So you partnered with 10 operators. How do you find these operators? You know, we could do a whole other podcast on due diligence of the operators, but um, is that through your mastermind primarily, the operators you're finding? So what? tell us about that. 
Yeah, so it's it's all through the broker dealer, right? So the broker dealer that was started is um, a guy that came from the Wall Street side, um, and then there's another guy from Texas that came from the multifamily side. And when they decided to join forces, there was some pre-existing relationships with certain operators, and that's how we got kind of started. So we already had like maybe uh, I don't know four or five operators that the multifamily guy in Texas had already kind of worked the deals with, and they uh, formed the broker dealer. They had to do the proper suitability requirements and do diligence and reporting um, to get those guys kind of on board the broker dealer platform. You know, from there, there's no shortage of groups looking for capital, right? But we wanted to work with, you know, best in class, you know, guys who have been there before, uh, maybe a little bit of gray hair, you know, um, a track record to speak of, you know, uh, because at the end of the day, this is people's, you know, uh, cash and retirement accounts and future. And uh, we wanted to be good stewards of their capital by, you know, pairing them with, you know, highly qualified operators, in our opinion. Um, so um, that's basically how we got started. So, um, you know, over the years, we've added more operators, you know, from industry relationships or people reaching out to either myself or one of the other representatives, uh, registered representatives, or even directly to the broker dealer. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. And those, like you mentioned, your broker dealer have had has had relationships with these operators for possibly decades. So give you and your partners and your brother more of a comfort level to invest in different deals or, you know, park the money that you guys are able to bring to the table from your network into these opportunities, um, which is great. And that's, you said it's over three different asset classes, but, and which one's your favorite, by the way, multifamily, industrial storage, which one? Um, I'm going to say multifamily is my most favorite. I'm most intrigued by the industrial space, though. Um, something I never thought I'd be in, but the more I have worked with it and learned about it and uh, invested in it, it's it's just incredible, uh, the opportunity. That's awesome. And what percentage of deals, like you mentioned, is probably primarily skewed towards multifamily? Is most of the capital allocated towards? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I would say 85, 90% of the capital is multifamily um, and the rest is self-storage and uh, industrial. And what kind of opportunities are you guys seeing now moving forward and what, what you're focusing on from, obviously it depends on the operator's deal flow, but what checks all your boxes for a certain deal? And you know we're recording this in the middle of August of 2023. So for the audience, keep that in mind. Yeah, I mean, so the last two deals that we've done uh, have actually been in the Dallas-Fort Worth area um, with one of our operators. And one of them uh, we bought from uh, Blackstone, uh, the B-Read. I'm sure you guys have heard about it in the news, right? Uh, they have a, uh, a real estate fund that you know they had to gate uh, redemption requests down to quarterly, right? Because people got sp- scared of the uh, the rising interest rate environment and the, the lack of liquidity, you know? Uh, so they had to sell. They had to do a fire sale and we picked up one of their assets. Um, um, another one we're about to go live with next month, uh, also in the DFW area, is a is a distressed seller, right? They didn't have a rate cap um, and the interest rate uh, shot up on them. They had a variable rate uh, mortgage and um, they're they're bleeding cash every month due, due to debt service. So um, it's, it's opportunities like that, that we're kind of finding, you know, off market, you know, before it hits the 
the, the news wires and the banks have to foreclose, you know, these are the types of deals that are now being shopped around by some of the brokers. Um, you know, people may, you know, still eke out a profit uh, for their investors, which is great. Um, but there's other people that, you know, will be or are starting to be in trouble. And, um, you know, un- you know, fortunately, unfortunately, we're there to kind of uh, be the be the uh, option for them. Yeah, no, it's a great time to start looking for those opportunities, I feel as well. Um, can you tell us about your podcast? I know I mentioned it in the beginning. Yeah. So my brother, Greg, and I, uh, I'm the youngest of three boys, right? Greg is the middle guy. He's four years older. He lives down in Charlottesville, Virginia. Um, and we started a podcast called the Passive Income Brothers Podcast. And um, it has been uh, the joy of a lifetime to be able to work with Greg and now to be on a podcast with him and, um, you know, just kind of have that brotherly banter with some real estate mixed in and some success and some personal growth and development. Uh, so, you know, we have a great time. Uh, we have some fantastic guests and uh, I truly feel like we're just getting started. So um, uh, the podcasting has been a great space to be in. That's awesome. And so what's the best way as we wind down the show for my audience to find you, learn more about you and um, yeah, connect with you? So you can call me on my cell phone. Uh, The number is 516-521-7762 or head over to my website, which is citysidecap.com. I'm on all the socials. Just search Tim Lyon, CitysideCap, and uh, I'd be happy to connect. Yeah, and we'll have a link. I'm not sure if you want me posting your cell phone number unless you do. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No problem. Because nobody really calls anyway. You you give it out. (laughs) Nobody really calls anyway. Until somebody does. Um, Um, Unless they're really interested. And that's that's the call that I want to get. Absolutely. And so we'll have a link to Tim's cell phone as well as his website and all his social media handles in our social media posts as well for this show. And you can find, you know, this episode on iTunes. And if you do, please give us a rating and review. It helps the algorithm out. Uh, so we get a uh, our message out to a greater audience. So we really would appreciate that. And I uh, really want to thank Tim for coming on the show today and giving us some pretty valuable wisdom and definitely connect with him uh, for the audience. And I uh, hope to talk to you, to you again soon, Tim. Well, Anthony, thank you so much for the opportunity to be with you today and I look forward to doing it again. Absolutely.